the moment you utter the words of your truth, you create change in the outside world. The moment you utter the words of your truth to yourself, you create change within yourself and you can more clearly see and transform what is out of alignment in your outside world. Then you can start playing around with the idea of being honest with others. Because knowing yourself isn't just another buzzword. Knowing yourself is the first step toward becoming the empowered individual you know you can be. Your healing comes through your willingness to feel and explore and to look back, not with eyes of victimhood and blame, but with eyes intent on understanding. Are you ready to journey inward? I'm your host, Shauna Galbrand. This is Know Yourself. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Today, I would like to talk for a few moments about the practice of honesty and the codependent self and how the codependent self can interfere with the practice of honesty. In relationships where truth is hidden or suppressed or ignored, the moment you speak the words of your truth, it changes the molecules of the relationship. It changes the direction of the relationship. It changes the boundaries of the relationship. And it changes what was associated as a safety or a trust that was created in the relationship. The number one reason why so many women don't fully speak their truth or why they're not fully honest with others is fear. They are afraid of change. They are afraid of hurting someone's feelings or upsetting someone or worse yet, losing them. The idea of, well, I want to say what I really want to say, but if I say it, this person is going to leave me. Our friendship is going to crumble is too much to deal with. So truth Truths are suppressed and hidden. Now, this fear of loss, whatever is perceived as a loss when a woman speaks her truth, isn't a loss. It's an alignment. It's an alignment with her true core essential self, an alignment with her integrity, an alignment with the priority that she has created of remaining true to herself. And it is in alignment with her sovereignty, the right to create her own path through life. <clears throat> now, as an awake woman, maybe you are more fully embracing the idea of remaining true to yourself and what that looks like, feels like, and sounds like in your life. And perhaps you've heard the call to begin a practice of honesty. At this point in your journey, on your journey, you're understanding that speaking your truth, being in that practice of honesty is the right next step for you. But you know things are going to change and that can be scary. 
It can be downright terrifying, in fact, especially if you have codependent tendencies. And this is where the practices of self-investigation, self-exploration, curiosity, um, introspection, self-honesty, the practice of self-honesty comes into play. Because the more honest you are with yourself, the easier it is or the easier it will be to be honest with others. I know I've mentioned this before. Having the right tools at your disposal, learning the right words to say and developing the skills to actually communicate them, in my opinion and in my experience, is the easier part of the equation. The more challenging aspect is being honest with yourself about your patterns, your own patterns and tendencies. In other words, your ability and your willingness to look at your patterns, your tendencies, your habits, your darkness, your shadow, your ability and your willingness to look at what role you play or what role you've played in relationships in your life. It's one thing to be honest with yourself about what you're feeling and thinking and experiencing within a relationship. And that's great. Keep doing that. But it's another thing to understand what role you've played. That's a whole other level of self-honesty that so many of us were never taught or that we shy away from or run away from and avoid. When I began my practice of honesty, my practice of speaking my truth with what I would call the important people in my life, it was a bumpy road of trials and errors and wondering if I was doing the right thing, especially when the relationship began to change. Now, as I'm talking to you, I have two specific relationships in mind, and these were with friends. Okay, this wasn't a partner or my husband or um, my children or my parents. I am in the energy of two particular friend relationships. And I started, <clears throat> excuse me, I started my practice of honesty. Was I honest and direct? Yes. Did I have the level of love and compassion <clears throat> that I needed and that I have now? No. I often came across as harsh and defensive at times. But I was doing the best that I could with the knowledge and the understanding and the tools I had at the time. I have, through my adult life, definitely leaned toward be, towards being a more aggressive truth speaker. So the idea of softening and becoming flexible and undefended, the idea of bringing more love and compassion into the ways that I spoke my truth were new to me. And that's what made my road so bumpy at first. But it was only when the relationships started to dissolve because not everyone is open to someone speaking their truth. And even though you may hear words that sound like, thank you so much for being honest with me, you know, I appreciate your honesty, not everyone is open to it, even though they may come across like they are. 
So it was only when the relationships started to dissolve did I take a good hard look at why I was triggered, why I was sad, why I was depressed, why I was resentful, why I was angry, why I was blaming, and why I was recreating relationship dynamics, experiences, and conversations in my present moment. So what do I mean by that? I mean that I was replaying stories, replaying conversations about how they did this to me and how I was hurt by them and blah, 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 and blah, 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 spin, 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 spin. Recreate, recreate, rehash, revisit over and over again. As long as I kept myself in victimhood, I didn't have to take responsibility. I could re remain defensive about my decision to be honest about things and defensive about how I did it, my approach towards it. So I went back to my practices of introspection, exploration, curiosity, and self-honesty. And I sat with it. And I felt it. And I processed all the stories I was spinning in my mind. I started asking myself what I was getting out of replaying the dynamics, the experience, the conversation over and over again. That, that was a difficult approach, right? Because then I really had to look at myself. What am I getting out of replaying these over and over again? Oh, it's keeping me in victimhood. But I really allowed myself to feel, to truly feel into the truth of it all. This was happening around the time COVID began, when we were in lockdown and even months into COVID. That's when I really started to take a look at myself and I allowed myself to sit in the energy of it all and begin to admit uncomfortable truths to myself. Those things that I would prefer to keep in my shadow, those parts of myself, those portions of my consciousness that I didn't want to look at, I didn't want to own, I didn't want to admit. And here's what I discovered. I discovered my codependent self. The part of me who sees other people, who saw these people as stronger and more capable. The part of my consciousness that convinced me to modify and adjust my thoughts, words, and behaviors so that it guaranteed this person would remain my friend and stay in my life. My codependent self that had me believing that just because this person said they loved me and they were really kind to me and they offered me opportunities and we had some deep intimate conversations and they made me feel good about myself, that I owed them something. That I had to go above and beyond to make sure they were happy with me. Now, we all know that all of this gunk codependent self, the fear-based negative beliefs, the patterns, habits, and tendencies that are no longer working for us, they're rooted in that childhood 
conditioning, the childhood trauma, the wounds that we carry into adulthood. And that was the codependency, that same codependent self that truly believed I needed these people in my life, that I could not move forward without them, that I couldn't do my life on my own. That's what I was believing and it was unconscious until I made it conscious. It was in my shadow, in the shadow of my mind, until I brought it out into the light, the light of my heart. So what did I do? I ignored and I suppressed and I hid the truth for fear of losing them. I moved into people pleaser mode. I, I did everything I could <clears throat> to maintain that structure, to maintain the friendship, because I fully believed that I caught, could not move forward in life without these people. I needed them. You know, of course, we're all social, social creatures, right? We're all about connection and relationship. But this was more than that. This was my little inner child and all of her wounds saying, do whatever you can to make sure that this person still likes you and still wants to be friends with us. I also discovered that I create or created a structure around these relationships. And once I recognized that, I could see how I created those structures over many relationships over my lifetime. And within these structures, <clears throat> were a set of expectations, again, unconscious expectations that I had of this person. And when that structure wasn't maintained and those expectations not met, I would slip into sadness and depression. I would become angry and resentful and I would draw my energy back from the relationship. Now, I wasn't communicating any of this, right? I would just pull back and I would hold it all in, which put strain on the relationship, which made it even more difficult. So that was huge. Understanding that I was creating structures on how the relationship should be. But my biggest discovery and one of the biggest truths I admitted to myself was that I needed these people. And I was doing everything I could to hold on to the relationship, even though it had already run its course. I feel that those relationships were for a season. Will they come back? Will they be reignited? Maybe, maybe not. If they do, great. If they don't, great. It's okay. Because this process speaking these difficult truths to myself and being in a practice of honesty with others has helped me to recognize my integrity. It's First of all, it's helped to clear out beliefs that I was holding on to. It's helped me to develop a very meaningful and compassionate relationship with my codependent self. It's helped to heal my life, but it, it's helped me to feel empowered, to stand in my integrity, and to remain true to myself. It has helped me to feel centered at my core that, and to remember 
that I have exactly what it takes to move forward in my life and to live my life to its fullest with or without these people. So that was big. That one belief alone that I needed these people was so liberating for me. And it gave me the opportunity to shed that belief, which brought in a tremendous amount of freedom to be more of me. After having these moments of awakening to my personal truths, I understood that the honesty I communicated with them back then, back then was the right thing to do for me. I had been tuning into what we call red flags, and I knew something was out of alignment. And without any real guidance or teaching, um, other than one of my spiritual teachers posing a question to the group I was in, can you be honest and direct in a loving and compassionate way? That's what I went with. That was the first tool for me. That one question made me sit up and take notice and begin my practice. And I have felt my way through it. It's been an experience, again, of trials and errors and understanding what needed to go, what needed to be brought in, and how I can be in that practice of honesty, both with myself and others, knowingly, boldly, and lovingly. And here I am now, some years later, still in my practice of speaking my truth. It feels good to feel better about myself. And that's what I know you can experience as well. You can feel better about yourself. You can feel empowered. You can remain true to yourself. The more you hold yourself to a higher level of communication, at times when it's important to do so, and with the people it's important to do so with. Notice yourself. Notice yourself to know yourself. Be willing to speak some truths to yourself. 